0: It's now time for the mega-producer Joe George to do what he does best, and that's stumping. No one can stump the best stumpler in Stumpville, and that's Stumpy Joe. Stumpy Joe. What happened to Stumpy Joe? The official explanation was he choked on vomit. Today, Stumpy Joe will try to stump the killer bees with Who Said It? Let the stumping begin. Let's get stumped.
1: All right, it's the bees in for, uh... The very missed Blankers. We're broadcasting live at Air said, Team Heating who said, who and Cooling. Holiday Drive benefiting to Pelchin at Children's Center.
0: Who said,
1: who said, who All right. So we play Who Said It? Last week, Blankers beat Joe. Yeah, he did. So I have a feeling I'm not going to beat you. and Blankers is going to have a scoreboard for me. He uh, is. Over me forever. Which he is better at me than the, at this game. I have no problem admitting that. I think he listens to the station more than I do. Which is not a knock. It does help him it's a not lot. not a knock. I mean, it's something you should. I, I don't know if you should do. It depends on. I don't want to get into that. I don't for personal reasons Yep. that are show-related. Not that I don't like our lineup. Our lineup's great. It's show-related. All right, let's get started. Question number one, or saying number one.
2: Number one. Hello? Hey. What? What do you want? I'm on the radio. What do you want? I'm not going to speak politely, sir. Go die in a fire. What? Is this somebody taking a call? Yes. All right, say it again. Hello? What? What do you want? I'm on the radio. What do you want? I'm not going to speak politely, sir. Go die in a fire. Was there was there somebody talking back? I couldn't hear, but I think so. I think it was a telemarketer. Oh, a
1: telemarketer I th- called. I think so. Go die in a fire. I can't imagine anyone say this to their family. I can't imagine anybody saying that. Period. Well, someone did. Somebody. I mean, how many people have you told to go die in a fire? None. Yeah, I never. I don't think I've ever told somebody to go die. So the point anyway, of this question is, who
2: on the station would tell someone to go die in a fire?
1: I think there's two that come to Well, I think Paul might say it. I think Patrick could, but as a telemarketer calling at his hours. I doubt it. And I think Lance could say it. Although Lance with his NFL stuff might not want to put that out there, just out of fear that they would catch that and not be happy about that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Paul. I'll go Paul Gallant. Hello? What? (laughs) What do you want? I'm on the radio. What do you want? I'm not gonna speak politely, sir.
0: Go die in a fire!
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love Paul. That had to be I knew
2: that was so easy, but like I love Paul. So it was a telemarketer? I think it was.
1: Man, I'm sad I missed that. I know. So he had to have known it was a telemarketer, though. Yeah, but why would you answer it? Well, I mean, he's not the first person that's answering the call, so he was tipped True. off that it was a telemarketer. There's no way that Paul is taking that call. No, without... he, he's talking on a cell phone. Oh, he called? Somebody's on his cell phone? Yeah, he's talking to his cell phone. Oh, so it said telemarketer on his phone, probably. So he knew it was a telemarketer.
2: Yeah, he just chose to answer on the air. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> Paul's hilarious. All
2: right, all right. One nothing, Jeremy. Number two, we got three teams. Three teams that are watchable now. Suck on that, New York. Look at New York teams They're awful This was after the Juan Soto trade
1: Suck on that New York Okay See Pat Pat, I can see Pat saying this But he likes some New York teams Does he? Yeah I think he likes the uh, He likes the Mets He likes the Mets I think Does he like the Knicks? I don't know I think he might like the Knicks What's there to like? Quentin Grimes Go Kooks. Fair I, I think is a pretty good coach too I do too. Um, I don't, so I'm going to eliminate him. I don't think you go Paul back to back. Can you read it again for me? We got three teams, three teams that are watchable. Now suck on that. New York, three teams that are watchable now. So it's going to be MC Lance or Granado. Suck on that one more time. Sorry.
2: We got three teams, three teams that are, that are watchable. Now suck on that. New York, look at New York teams. They're awful.
1: I think this would either be Connor or Lance. I'm going to go Michael Connor. I feel like there's a better chance he would say this. Michael Connor, Josh.
0: We got three teams. Oh, Granato, three teams thanks. that are watchable now. Stuck Suck on, on that, New York. Look at New York's teams. Right. They're awful. All right, number
2: 3.
1: Huh, I'm surprised that he said that.
2: I was too. Um, This one might be too hard. I apologize, but it doesn't matter because I chose it anyways. You know how to get the window to not slam? You got to do a bit of Tampa Bay Raying. And you got to trade guys with two years left, not one.
1: So who wants the Astros to be the Tampa Bay Rays and trade Kyle Tucker? I've been saying this for for years that every team should operate like the, the Tampa Bay Rays. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the way you do business. Now, I think that th- I think it's how you sustain success for a long period of time. How the Tampa Bay Rays, with this awful, awful budget and one of the worst ballparks in baseball, sustained winning because they- this philosophy. This philosophy is genius. Now, I wish it- I wish it- the Astros would do it and then use money on top of. And by that, I mean you sign the best free agents every year for the ones that would sign to you for one to two years. Like, not, obviously not Shohei Otani. Like, if you need a left fielder, you go find the very best left fielder that will sign a two year deal. Yep. Whoever it is, if you have a hole at second base that year, I'm not going to use second base because I'll do You have a hole at first base that year because the prospects aren't ready yet. What do you do? You go find the very best first baseman that would sign a one or two year deal. So I like this philosophy. Who's smart enough to agree with this philosophy with me? All right, say it again. You know how to get a window to not slam.
2: You got to do a bit of Tampa Bay rain, and you got to trade guys with two
1: years left, not one year. All right, so it's going to take a little courage to say this, too, because a lot of people wouldn't be happy to hear this. Like, if you're saying to trade Kyle Tucker, to trade Alex Bregman, a lot of people are going to tick you, or are going to be ticked. So you have to be courageous enough to say this to the city of Houston as well. So I think it could be Patrick. I think it could be Lance. I think it could be Michael Connor. Uh, I, I did see something about... I saw a Creighton tweet the other day that said there's two different ways you could go to, to, to continue this window, and the Ashes aren't doing either one right now. So because I saw that, I didn't read it all because he tweets a lot of words, and I didn't click the see more button. Uh, I'm going to go Patrick Creighton. Damn. You know how you get the window? Not slam? Boom. You got to do a little bit of Tampa Bay rain. I thought you had him muted on You got Trey guys who have two
2: years left instead of one it year It still left. shows
1: up for some reason. <laughs> Like whoever you have muted, it still shows up. It drives me nuts. It's like, so bizarre. Like I mute these dudes on Twitter who are like. There's certain people on Twitter that come at me no matter what. Yeah, they hate me. They Chris. Come at me, they come at. <laughs> he's he's one of them. They come at me no matter what. Yet, yeah. Yet the day that I got you know whatever, they they were the first ones to tweet at me. Yeah. So it's like thanks for listening, guys. Um, yeah. So I mean, Creighton knows ball too. Like Creighton Creighton, Creighton knows ball. So like, he and, and he's also not up. He's he's certainly is brave enough to say it. So, yeah, that's kind of where my mind was at. All right, that. so
2: two to one for you. All right, this one's about your, your favorite person in uh, the NFL, Taylor Swift. Uh Oh,
1: okay. Uh,
2: I would say Case Kingdom and Tang Dell. But... Uh, sorry, she's number three. Hey, toots. Hey, that's not cool. Don't generalize us.
1: What? That's it? Yep. Let me call her. Who the word toots? That's the point of the question person that I thought would use that word no longer works here. That's why I gave you context clues. All right. Short. So, hey, hey, to Hey, toots. Hey, toots. Not toots. Hey, toots. that's not
2: cool. Don't generalize us. I when she was cool. talking about Brad's and Chad's. I didn't see this. Like, about uh, people complaining about her being shown on TV. She was
1: like, Brad's and Chad's, whatever. Like, I don't care. I, I, I hadn't heard that. I, I'm not familiar at all. Uh, this is either land. I could see. Con... I could see the entire Connor and Beardso saying this. Connor, Paul, or Lance. All right. One more time, please. Hey, toots. Hey,
2: that's not cool. Don't generalize us. Us means football fans.
1: I'll go Michael Connor. Hey, toots. Hey, hey that's not cool. Don't generalize <laughs> I thought it been him too. us but I eliminated him because of the double thing. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I should have known that. Um, all right.
2: Last one. Your favorite, your our least favorite subject this week. I had to include it once. When I saw it was tank on the ground, I'm like, why in the bleep is tank in the middle of all that stuff? Who designs these plays? Well,
1: Somebody smart. Somebody smart. When I saw it was tank in the middle of this. When I saw it was tank on the ground.
2: I'm like, why in the bleep is Tank in the middle of all that stuff? Yeah. Who designs these plays?
1: Very smart football mind. That's in, aligned with the football mind of Branham. There's only one football mind at the station that is on par with the football mind is Branham, and that is Lance Erline.
0: And when I saw it was Tank on the ground, I'm oh! like, why in the bleep is Tank? Granato's smart too? In the middle Granato of all right of that, there, that stuff, oh, who he designs there? these plays? was there plays? in the red zone.
1: Oh Yeah, fancy Granado with his big-time tickets. Bobby Slowick designs those plays.
2: It's true. I'm getting I, crushed on your Twitter poll.
1: Granado, football guy.
2: Granado is a football Granado guy. Granado,
1: football guy. So there's three of us with you, elite you, football minds. Lance, mines. and Granado. Granado, Lance, and myself. Yeah, the elite the, football um, minds. Elite the station, football minds. For sure. I didn't think Granado was in that class. I didn't think he was in that tier. Shame on me, because he's a Don. He's the godfather. Yeah. I should have known that he belonged there. That's my fault. That's my bad. Top tier right there. Right Lance, there. Lance Granado, Branham. All right, does it for who said it. I lost. I'm never going to hear the end of it. Congratulations, Blankers. All right, Will Anderson versus Jalen Carter. Who would be your defensive rookie of the year if you were voting on it today? And who's better? We, we You know, this conversation was one that would not die last year, where sausages is better than Stingley. Who's better, Sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.
0: ESPN 975 on YouTube, Dog Show. How much weight do you think I could bench press? Just make a guess. Ballpark figure. The Killer Bee's Hive is currently nestled in the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, located in Air Team's Holiday Drive. And the two drones making the royal jelly are Jeremy Branham and Joe George. He's uh, he's blank. Nope. I'm Branham.
1: We are the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92. But I just wanted to say that I've missed Blankers. Hope his wife's doing well in recovery from surgery. Joe George filling in for, uh, for Blank. What's coming up after you're not doing the show? Because whenever you do one of these shows, you yeah. fill in, you don't do your show. I mean, I've been we here since five 10 in tonight. Uh, uh, no, five stars is the podcast now. So we, uh, that's
2: what I'm we're about to start working on right now. Oh, okay. Because uh, i need to finish that. So it'll be on the podcast platform soon for them to get you guys some money. Uh, but no, we're just going to ESPN for two hours, and then uh, PC will have a late hits at 8 o'clock.
1: Very good. That sounds good. That's what you have to look forward to. So, there's been a lot of chatter. The defensive rookie of the year odds are starting to heat up a bit. Yeah. There's, I think, three favorites, like three guys that are up for this. Outside of that, uh, no chance. Jalen Carter, right now, his best odds are minus 200. Witherspoon's best odds are plus 400. Will Anderson's best odds are plus 400. Okay. Now it's hard to put Witherspoon to have this conversation with Carter and Anderson because you can't really stack up defensive lineman with the corners. It's tough. Like you can just say who's the rookie, the defensive rookie of the year, and you could give an answer that way. Yeah. But in terms of like comparing guys, you almost have to be comparing pretty similar positions. Yeah. So you can kind of throw Witherspoon not out of the not out of the rookie of the year race, but just out of this conversation for a moment. And uh, the Texans were never going to draft Witherspoon either. Like there was a chance that they could potentially draft Jalen Carter. Uh, I think the odds went. Like way out of the window, the moment that he was looking out of his window, driving away from his friends who were dying on the scene. But. Will Anderson and Jalen Carter at the beginning of the draft? These are your top two defensive players. They play similar positions, but not exact positions. Anderson's obviously an edge guy. Jalen Carter plays interior. But as you see there, Jalen Carter is the uh, the favorite still minus mm-hmm. two hundred. The odds on Will Anderson plus four hundred. I saw someone, a Football Lone Star, on uh, on Twitter put out some of the uh, the numbers for the two, questioning why is Jalen Carter the favorite? And maybe he's pointing out good value here. Don't say why is he the favorite. Maybe evaluate why it should be Anderson. And then capitalize on the value, uh, football loan star Cody on Twitter. But uh, he, he brings up a really compelling case. Like their numbers, why is Jalen Carter still ahead of Anderson for this race for the rookie of the year? Uh, Anderson's played one more game than Carter, 12 versus 11. Anderson has had more sacks, 5-4, to four, as he should as an edge guy, though. Mm-hmm. It's harder for interior guys to get sacks. Same thing with pressures. Anderson with 47, Carter with 39. QB hits, again, harder for an interior guy. 12 hits for Anderson, 4 for uh, for Carter. 30 hurries, they're the same, which is really impressive for Carter. Now, here's where it gets interesting. The run stops, this is where Jalen Carter should be above Will Anderson in a lot of ways, Right. Will Anderson has 21 run stops and Jalen Carter has five. Oh, interesting. Like the sack stuff, I'll like, like I almost throw out the sack stuff because an edge guy has the huge advantage over an interior defensive lineman yeah. when it comes to the getting to the quarterback. So Anderson sacks more than Carter. In fact, I, I think that Jalen Carter has four and Will Anderson has five is actually advantage Jalen Carter. To have four from the inside versus five from the edge to me is an edge to Jalen Carter. Uh, the pressures, I think, might be a, a check for Jalen Carter. Forty-seven for Anderson, thirty-nine for Carter. But the fact that Will Anderson has twenty-one run stops and Jalen Carter has five also makes me question why is Jalen Carter? Why are his odds quite a bit better than Will Anderson's? Minus two hundred for Carter, plus four hundred for for Will. Well, I so I played Anderson plus four hundred
2: this week because I oh, thought it was the, I thought it was the best time and the last time I was going to get odds like that. Uh, this is because Will Anderson's his last like three games have been incredible. A a lot of his stats have come in the last, the stack numbers have come in the last three games. And like before that, it was like, is he the next JD Clowney? Is some of the conversations that Texans Twitter was starting to have about him because like the way he was stopping the run, but knocking at the quarterback. So like Jalen Carter, like his, his stats have been balanced throughout the year when he's been, when he's played, obviously he's missed like what one game you said. Yeah. Um, So I think it's just that because Carter has been doing it kind of a little bit more consistently, but now Will Anderson's figured it out. This will be the last time I think you get plus 400. Before the game this weekend, it was over plus 1,000. So, like, this is it. Like, if you want to play this bet, I, I think this is your last moment to do so in which, like, you're going to have these level of odds.
1: I think it is a closer race than, than what Vegas is giving you right now. and I, It might even be, like, a bigger take that I really wasn't prepared to have, but it kind of just came to me. I think that the the fans of the local team realize value before the – betters do, yeah. and even before the line makers do. Although the line makers for futures and stuff like that, they're they're going to adjust more to what the bettors are doing. Because like we saw this earlier with with C J. Stroud, it's like okay, C J. Stroud's odds of plus four thousand to win the MVP, it should probably be closer to like plus fifteen hundred. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the local people start playing it. Maybe some sharps start getting involved as well, and it, it influences the uh, the line movement on it and adjust the uh, the number, the odds of it, if if you will. So. I think that we're on to something here. I think, I think
2: I think you're right. I think we know first. Then you have the really smart national football people. And I think the Players Podcast, is the, what I'll call them, mm-hmm. will help next. And, and the reason why I say that is because Max Crosby, his podcast, he puts out his top five pass rushers I saw that. every week, and he has Will Anderson number one. Um, I hope that's his future t- teammate because I would love to see Max Crosby here when the Raiders blow it up this offseason. season. Um, but I, I think like that starts to happen and then you start to get, you know, McAfee and then all big ESPN and the NFL network. And then that's when the odds really start, but look, jumping from plus a thousand to plus 400 is a dramatic change. Like you don't typically see someone go from that high to a minus favorite or, or, or Carter to drop that much. So I think you see this for another week from Will Anderson And it's going to just keep
1: getting closer and closer. You need a a splash game, too. And Anderson had that splash game last week where he had a couple of sacks. He blocked the punt. He tipped the interception. Now, if you go pro football focus grade, which I'm always – I don't know how I use pro football focus. It depends on the day how I feel. I use Pro Football Focus to determine if a player is solid or terrible. Like that, that's it for me. That's the only way. I, like if if his little check mark or his little box is blue or green, I'm like, okay, this guy's a pretty good football player. If it's like red, I'm like, well, this guy's not a good football yeah. player. That's the only way I use Pro Football Focus. Now, for the sake of transparency, uh, Jalen Carter's Pro Football Focus grade is eighty nine nine. Will Anderson's eighty point seven. So yeah. like. I, I do like whenever you're comparing Anderson's numbers to Jalen Carter's numbers, like your traditional stats, your raw numbers, I think it is a discrepancy in the odds here. Pro football focus grade, if voters are using that at all, I mean, Jalen Carter's almost 10 points better than Will Anderson. Yeah,
2: but there's a lot of season to go. So, like, we could see Will's, you know, jump pretty dramatically and, and kind of even that out. And, and really, it's it's a slow start. And the thing that will help him in the long term, and the reason why I think Will Anderson is going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year It's because I believe over the next five games when you play these bad quarterbacks, he's going to eat.
1: So you think he is going to break? I think he is.
2: I think he's going to get close to double-digit sacks, and it's going to put him over the edge. Man, has there ever been a team that's had the offensive rookie of the year and the
1: offensive rookie of the year?
2: What would you, like, would you, like, what do you think the odds would be that they sweep? Offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, coach of the year, NFL executive of the year. Because I'm very confident in two of them. CJ for sure is offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, that's a lock. And I think it is a lock that Nick Casario will win executive of the year.
1: What are his odds at? I wonder. They, they Can don't he even don't, bet on that. Don't can't looked everywhere. Um. All right. So you said that, what were the other two defensive rookie of the year and, and then coach, coach of the, of the year. year? I would say plus two thousand. Yeah. That they sweep that. Yeah, that's fair. Now, if you were asking me what I think it is to sweep the offensive and rookie defensive player of the year, I would just look at Will Anderson's odds. Yeah, <laughs> because, what a plus four hundred. Like Will Anderson's odds right now are plus four hundred to win the defensive rookie. CJ's of the year. CJ's minus two thousand. Yeah, exactly. So your odds of sweeping offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year would be Will Anderson's odds. Yeah, it would maybe plus four ten.
2: And I and I really do think that D'Amico should win coach of the year hands down if they make the playoffs. The I mean,
1: Camp, Campbell's buzz is starting to diminish. Yeah. A bit, I think.
2: And you know the other coach, like I, I think will dis- will have a really a chance to win Coach of the Year. I think for his second time, if the Browns find a way to make the playoffs, I think there's going to be a really good argument for Kevin Stefanski. That's... To lose your quarterback, to lose your running back, to still make the playoffs, like, I think you got to give him at least a little bit of credit yeah. for sure. But I, Yeah, the Dan Campbell one's dropped to, like, plus 180. I think D'Amico's around plus 320 the last time I saw it. So that was that getting tight because you're right. Like, the love for Dan Campbell is fallen
1: quick. Yeah. the uh, I asked the offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, last team to do that. It's the Jets. did that on purpose. Sauce Gardner and Gar- Garrett Wilson uh, won it a couple of years ago. Or they won it last year, rather. We were having this conversation last year where everybody should have drafted. Uh, you know, we were getting Casario criticism. They should have drafted Sauce. You know, Sauce is way better than Stingley. And, you know, I was a Sauce guy. Like, I, I wanted Sauce as well. The problem that I had, though, was I don't feel like you should be grading draft classes after a year. Like These guys get four-year contracts. First-rounders have a fifth-year option. I think the minimum amount of time for you to be comparing draft picks, quite frankly, is four years. Before you give a definitive answer, I think it's four years. Now, of course, you have leaderboards. You can check in after four weeks, eight weeks, one year, two years, two and a half years, and who's winning right now. That's always fair. Sauce Gardner was definitely winning after a single season. I don't think that this conversation should be over until after their fourth year. But right now, who's better, Sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley?
2: I still think Sauce just because it is too small of a sample size for Derek Stanley. I just we haven't seen him play enough games to where I think you can really compare the two at, at this time. And like, while the interceptions are great, it's been awesome. It's a huge boost to the Texans. Mm-hmm. It, it is hard to ignore the fact that he's just not on the field enough, and, and so like you can't be the better player until I think if he plays the rest of the year and then into the playoffs, I'll feel much better about him compared to sauce i think
1: their talent level is pretty close uh, i would still lean sauce uh yeah stingley has the numbers but sausage doesn't like sauce doesn't get thrown at uh, it's it's pretty incredible the respect that he gets from other teams I, I think it's really close though to me the biggest takeaway in pro football focus number is 83 4 for sauce Derek stingley 76 7 uh, pretty close make of that what you will i think the bigger take of this is though Stop grading guys after a year. Hundred percent. Stop having it. Let the determining factor be. Well, this is their rookie year. This guy's clearly better. Like you should. It's it's at minimum four years. Their whole duration of their rookie contract should be what you're evaluating when you're talking about a draft pick. Not seventeen games. Yes, Sauce was way ahead of Stingley after the rookie year, but Stingley's closed the gap, and it shouldn't be a conversation until after year four. And. Jamie, can you look at my computer? Do you see Twitch? No. Okay.
2: Uh, so I can just—I'm uh, going to use my brain cells here and tell you that King of Twitch right now is arguing with you, saying that's why we shouldn't be talking about CJ Stroud the way we do. Is what we just said—that like you have to wait.
1: No, you didn't say that.
2: No, I'm not. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he's not because that's what he says every single day.
1: No, he's not saying that. But, but you like, can, you can tell when a guy's good.
2: Yeah, I, 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 you can't tell when a guy's like off. Like that's how why many, people who write off Bryce Young,
1: I think that's such a huge mistake. Right. Like, how many times has a guy had a like a really good rookie year and then just a bad football player? It doesn't really like, happen that you, often. You you see guys at times that their best season is their rookie year but it's not like you go from being a really really good rookie and then to being an awful NFL pro like yep. usually if you're really good your rookie year you're just going to be a really good football player now your best year might be your there's a there's a decent chance CJ Stroud's best statistical year ever is this year? Yeah, like, but I, yes. I will believe that the possibility of that exists. Hundred yeah, percent. Like he might go over five thousand passing yards. That's difficult to do. It yeah. might be the best statistical season he will ever have. But, like, but do not. I think he's going to revert into being a bad quarterback? No, absolutely not.
2: Yeah, statistically it might not. But after this, please. Like all I care about is victories. Like stats are fun, but victories is really what honestly matters. Yeah, that's it. But I think I think long term, I still lean sauce. But I think Derek will be a very good player when he's on the field.
1: That's where I'm at too. I I lean sauce, but uh Stingley Stingley to me is a really good corner in the NFL. Yeah. And it's not just the interceptions. Like I, I see respect from Stingley too. Like they don't attack Stingley a whole lot. Yeah. 713780 uh, ESP and HRP listener line 7137803776. Uh, Joe said something earlier today that I thought was crazy. He said that Bobby Slowick's uh, – he said that the one Houston Texan in the organization that has the lowest approval rating, he felt it was Bobby Slowick. So we put it to a poll. Let's see if Joe was right or if Branham was right. 713-780-ESPN, Killer Beast on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. What do you need to know if you get into a car accident? You know the answer to that. You need to call Hollingsworth Law Firm. There was a little rain in the area today. Uh, Oftentimes when it rains, the spike goes up in car accidents. So make sure that you're always aware of Hollingsworth Law Firm. Even if you don't need it now and you hope you don't need it in the future, there's a decent chance that you will. 713-999-8773 put that number in the phone the greatness that is hollingsworth law firm too is you don't pay a single thing until you win your case no billable hours no retainers Uh, they're not going to send you a bill until you've won your case and you pay a little fraction Of what you want. Uh, Steve Hollingsworth has sacked insurance companies and gotten millions recovered for his clients. Car wreck, uh, whether you've been hit by an 18 wheeler, maybe even injured on the job, Steve Hollingsworth can cover all of that. Uh, Industrial accidents, oil filled offshore accidents, you know who else covers that? Hollingsworth Law Firm. Why should you call Hollingsworth Law Firm? Well, they've recovered millions of dollars. He's a fighter that wants to be in your corner against these pesky insurance companies. I hate dealing with insurance companies. You know that you have to. You know it's awful. Let Hollingsworth Law Firm do that for you. Don't pay until you win, and he'll, give you a, he'll even give you a free consultation. 713-999-8773. If you or someone you know has been injured in a car wreck or accident, give Hollingsworth Law Firm a call right now for that free consultation. Consultation 713 999 8773. Don't pay until you win. Don't let the insurance companies run over you. Visit online as well at carrechtexas.com. Texas.com.
0: ESPN 975.com. Tiger Friendly Radio. And he said, Well, obviously, you want to watch the guy with the big one. I said, Well, you ain't that straight. Tiger! <hone noise> Killer Bees have been collecting all the pollen and sports for you and have brought it back to the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios located at Air Teams Holiday Drive. Here's Joe George and Jeremy Brenham. Yeah,
1: thanks so much for uh, Air Team Heating and Cooling having us out for their holiday drive, benefiting the Pelchin Children's Center uh, a success. Uh, so that, that's awesome. Make some kids happy, put some smiles on faces this holiday season, and uh, very thankful for them having us out here to be a part of it all. Uh, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN H R P listener line four six nine zero. Looking out the window as his friends died. Quote unquote. Uh, what kind of uh, what kind of analysis is that? Stats are one thing to make light of someone dying, and someone's mistakes are crazy. Don't ignore this. This was straight up wrong. Y'all confuse y'all's age for your what you, for your O. I don't know what that means. Uh, there are still kids making bad decisions, but to bring someone's death for analysis is crazy. It's not. I'm not making light of it. Uh, I At draft time, I made it clear that I crossed Jalen Carter off of my board because of the mistake that he made. Some mist- Yeah, everybody deserves second chances, uh, but it doesn't have to be with me. It has to be with my team. And mistakes are some mistakes you can't overcome. Like there's some mistakes that you're going to pay forever. And I think Jalen Carter actually got a pretty slap on the wrist, light deal out of this whole thing. Uh, The moment that I heard that Jalen Carter, what Jalen Carter did was the moment I put a big red line through his name and crossed him off my draft board. I went as far to say I would not draft him if I had the Mr. Irrelevant pick and he was still on the board. So I'm not making light of it. I'm saying that's why the Texans would never draft him. That's how I feel about that.
2: No, I think, and look, I, that's why I'm actually confused by even how it was interpreted any other way besides that, to be honest. So yeah, and, and like, and and that's where, like, if you told me like four years, five years, take everything together, it's always Will Anderson. It'll
1: always be Will Anderson. Yeah, because I don't think you can if you once once you tra- once you made the decision to trade up. Yeah. Once you made the decision to trade up, you weren't drafting anybody else at three. Yeah, I mean, like it is why they spent so much to trade ups because they were in love and enamored I, with. Will I'm Anderson. still
2: not sure that you make that trade. For an interior defensive lineman, even if he is the best player in the draft, and, and he that, doesn't
1: have the baggage, and he doesn't have the baggage, I just, he's I he's pretty I stinking can't. good. Like, I know I'm not, he I'm not, is. He is really, really good. So I don't know, I don't know, I don't know.
2: I mean, because like we didn't like the trade, like, oh, you guys didn't like the trade then, right? But like, I just can't imagine like an interior defensive. I know like he's Aaron, like he I could mean, be Aaron Donald, yeah, and like that's a special player. But like, I still always feel like Aaron Donald was at his best. When like like the year they had Leonard Floyd, like you had like that pretty good pass rusher on the edge, yeah. that's gonna collapse the pocket and Aaron Donald like extra feast on those moments. Yeah,
1: I, I, but it's harder to get pressure from the interior. Like if you have a guy that's creating pressure from the inside and is a run stopper, like obviously it changes and, everything. Yeah, now it's easier to find like an average defensive end, and now you're generating yeah. pressure. Like, I think it's, I I said at the time that I thought Jalen Carter was the best defensive talent in the draft. I would still say that. Yeah, I think, and then the only thing going back to it, the stats. I guess, like, I, I wonder. I just thinking about it
2: more, like seeing those run stop numbers. I wonder how much he's on the field. Yeah, on like run, on like run situation. They also have a big run stopper next to him in Jordan Davis. Exactly. So they, they have like a such a deep a defensive line that like Will Anderson is so much farther ahead of him in that category. I wonder if they're taking him off the field. In, like, run-obvious situations.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I have to, because uh, it's just, like, those, like, what
2: do you It's, you a, it's you? a
1: pretty agree. It's, like, 21-9. Yeah, like that's, that's pretty, like, that's a huge drop for someone that's literally in the middle of the run game all the time. Yeah, and then there's, like, game script, too. Like, the Eagles are winning most of their games by multiple possessions. That's Other true. Other teams are throwing more. So, like, there's a lot of variables that go into these types of numbers. That's why I, I really don't like stats uh, for NFL players. I mean, stats are matter and they're important and all that, but there's a lot of, a lot of variables that come into play when it when you take a look at those numbers. We were talking about like rookies who are good as rookies, and then mm-hmm. they usually don't become bad football players. They might have career years, but they don't go from being really good to bad. Uh, Lamont says RG three. I should have right. I should have thrown the caveat in whenever you don't have a catastrophic injury. I should have thrown that in because there are players that have rookie years, catastrophic injuries, never the same. Uh, RG three. I would chalk up more to injury than. Because he was lousy. The only thing about RG3
2: that. is before the injuries, he did have that. There's that weird story that's out there. That's It's true that he, like, basically went into Mike Shanahan's office and, like, crossed off, like, half the playbook because he was like, I don't want to be a running quarterback. And then the injury started. So, like, once they, he wanted to be more of a pocket
1: passer and then everything fell apart. But, like, he still, he got hurt. He also, hmm. like, I listened to that Play Callers podcast that, like, talks about that team. A yeah. lot. And RG3's on it. And they talked to Kyle Shanahan. I didn't hear anything about that. It's, I, I think it's been reported that, like, he didn't want to run,
2: like, all the RPO stuff. Or, like, the read option stuff that they were doing. I found
1: that interesting. Because they talked a lot about how a lot of it was RPO. And, yeah. and they said that they would use a lot of his college stuff, too. Yeah. Because he, he was just good at it. Uh, but, yeah, that's the caveat there. All right. So, earlier in the show, Joe said that. Uh, yeah, he said this earlier this week, too. He he said that Bobby Sloak he thinks, is the one member of the Texans organization that has the lowest approval rating. Yep. Um, you even I think you brought up the idea Like, I don't think a lot of people would be sad if he was not here next year Yeah, I'm so clearly I, wrong We put it on a Twitter poll uh, just Does that say 99%? Hour. 91% Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we have a Twitter poll, I put it on my Twitter uh, 4,000 views It's a bit below average Do you hope Bobby Slowick is the Texans OC in 2024? The answer, yes, was voted on 91% of the time. Yeah. And there's a few people in the comments that said they voted no because it's such a stupid question. So it's probably closer to 95% of people that voted in this I poll. Know. And Twitter's usually more positive than, like, our listeners, I think. Crushed. And, like, Twitch. And, well, not definitely on Twitch. But, like, the text line. Like, text line, the, the Twitter I've noticed is, like, the most... Uh, how do I say this? Homer? Yeah. 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 They're yeah. the most, like, Homer-centric of our, like... Mediums that 100%. we have. Twitter's a medium, Twitch a medium, textures a medium, callers a medium, like juice you, the average listener, a medium. I would say that the most positive, most overwhelmingly positive medium yeah. is Twitter. Yes. It's most positive is Twitter,
2: most negative is Twitch, and the ba- perfect balance is usually the text line.
1: But it's not going to overcompensate the 95. 90- <laughs> no, look, my point is is this like we're all blaming Bobby Sloak for Dell's injury. He just I mean, he made a bad decision on how they used him. Yeah. Like, he's still overwhelmingly good for the Texans. I know. I'm and I crushed. hate Bobby Sloak for that. I know. I'm getting crushed for this. Yeah, that was not a good one. I, I understand. Bad Take Boulevard. That was, yeah, it's going to be on Bad Take Boulevard. Yeah. In fact, Alex said earlier on the uh, Twitch Shocker. that uh, we're going to rename Bad Take Boulevard to the Joe George Boulevard. Do I
2: need to... Now we're gonna. Now we didn't do it yesterday because Blankers was out, and I we didn't want to start it without him. Yeah. Next week we're gonna do our the Bad Take Boulevard bracket of twenty twenty three. Do I have to put that on there? Do I have to potentially eliminate something?
1: Yeah, you might have. To, you might, we might have to have a play in. Yeah. We might Let's have, have a play in. A play in. Yeah, add it to the play in. Let's not have it replaced. Let's do a play in before okay. we get to it. We'll have a play in for the Bad Take Boulevard bracket. That's uh, it's gonna make it, and it's gonna be the twelve seed. Ninety one percent, man. That's I wild know. that you had that take, and it's 91%. I do have more
2: people agreed with me. Like,
1: it seems like people are. In- now, I know that Twitter- You got crushed in the comments, too. Yeah, I know. Uh, you keep tagging me in it. People, well, you. that's because they think that I was the one that had that take. That's why I didn't put the poll. Because my takes are questionable. Well, like, also, like, two people would vote on it if I put it on my Twitter account. Well, that's probably. not true. I mean, uh, there would be like six or seven. Fair, maybe ten. Seven or eight. Yeah, yeah but you don't, pay, you don't pay for a blue check mark like I do. Yeah. Well, look, look, but the, grand
2: is bro- the brand is growing. What's that? Your my, my bad Twitter takes?
1: account. <laughs> Just my Twitter account. Well, I was trying to give you a little bit of the Branham Yeah, no, today.
2: what I realized is I used to work for an AM radio station that, like, most of our listeners were, like, 70.
1: Well, they were 70?
2: Well, like, I don't know. I've only gained, like, 800 followers in the last year since I came to the station. Okay. So, like, we're moving in a positive direction here.
1: Oh, really? So the yeah. growth you see here is greater than the growth you saw over there? Oh, yeah. Huh. By a lot. That's interesting. By a lot, a lot. Uh, that's interesting. He's Joe. I'm Branham. Joe's filling in for, for Blankers. So that's uh, that's that. Let's answer this question real quick before we get to our car wreck of the day, which every Friday are all the mean things you said to us throughout the week, which there are a ton. Today's going to be the most electric, mean text we've ever had. I can't wait. Uh, most electric we've ever had. The Texans win and lose this weekend if what happens? Uh, they win if C.J. Stroud can find a way to score on over
2: 40, 40% of their drives. Okay. Low bar. Uh, they lose... It's not a low bar.
1: 50% leads the no, league. No, 40%. I know, oh, but 50% yeah. leads the league. I don't think it's a low bar. You think 4 out of 12? That's not 40 That's 33. You're right. Yeah. My bad. My bad. 33.33. <laughs> so
2: I, repeat so I meant 4 out of 12. <laughs> so like 30, I'll change. I Your bar say is 33. My bar is 33%. I got you. That's, that is a low bar. Yeah. Um, and then they lose this
1: game if they somehow make Zach Wilson look confident, like they did Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I think they lose this game if they – it's a really bad weather game that actually has some wind and they just can never find their groove offensively and the Jets win like a stupid 13-10 game. Yeah. Uh, That's just ugly and like shouldn't have been like a game. Uh, I think that they win if they show up. (laughs) Like this should not be a game. No, it should not. If you're a playoff caliber team, you do not – even though it's a road game, even though there's a chance for rain and it might be rainy, although the wind's not going to be that. It's not going to be cold. Like, if you're a playoff caliber team, you do not lose to the lowly Jets who probably want to lose more than they want to win in December. You just don't. Like, yeah. that. If even if they were to sneak in the playoffs after losing this game, because that, that exists, like their next five games are not very good, you do not – lose to a lowly team in December when the other team wants to lose more than they win if you have serious playoff aspirations. If yeah, this is not playoff team. This is not Carolina and Atlanta. They win if they show up. Yeah, Carolina it's yeah, I mean that's a that's a huge head scratcher. Yeah. But that's their one. Like you every NFL team's gonna lose one or two where you look at the schedule and it's like oh, how in the world did they lose that? But, but they it does also, not happen in December. Exactly. Like they happen
2: early in the season. And if you are a real it. threat, yeah, you like you don't let it happen again. And that's what's crazy is like do they have besides the Indianapolis game shouldn't we be saying this every game the rest of the year the yep. next four the yeah. next five
1: yeah Cleveland's defense is like so I mean Cleveland it's kind of similar teams yeah. but Cleveland's like actually in the race and yep. they, they you know they want to win they don't have their first stuff like that so uh yeah you could you could and I still think the Jets want to win
2: because I still think that 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 carrot—they right. don't want to win well, I think they do a little bit. I don't think they want to win. You don't think that they want to see Aaron Rodgers play at the end of the I season? I think it'd be
1: foolish if Aaron Rodgers played. I you know don't. what you know. What makes a lot more sense? You stink. You get a better draft pick, and you help Aaron Rodgers out with your pathetic offensive line that you have. Yeah, because like there's no if Aaron, so bad. Aaron Rodgers playing a football game this year would be the biggest bad take in Bad Take Boulevard history. Yeah, I mean they're not a playoff team. The offensive line's horrible. They're awful. You wait, like you waiting for him to play until next year. You build for next season. All right, let's get to uh, to our Car Wreck of the Day, presented by CarWreckTexas.com. Our Car Wreck every Friday. All the mean things that you said to us all throughout the week.
0: Uh-huh. You all right? My leg is broken. The uh-huh. bone's me coming see through. i give you money, you break. Where's my <laughs> money? This is the Car Wreck of the Day, brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com.
1: All right. Let's get to our mean text. It's how we finish up Car Wreck, uh, or how we finish up the week on our Car Wreck of the Day, presented by CarWreckTexas.com. I I made a lot of people mad this week. Oh really? Texans offensive linemen for to our PD, not our boss. I've been suspended this week, but I, I griped and got it overturned. Who else did I make mad? Probably made Blankers mad, even though he wasn't here for three of the five days.
2: Yeah, I guess so.
1: I made a lot of people mad. Oh, I made the I made the Bobby Slowick sympathizers uh, mad too, because I was critical of him. Uh, so I made a lot of people mad this week. There's a lot of mean things that were said to me. A couple of mean things that were said to you as well. The first one I'm gonna lead off with because it's hilarious. Uh, I don't know what what I was doing here. I don't know which of these people I made mad, or what point I made somebody mad on this one. It said John Granado's a great guy, but made a huge mistake hiring you. Oh, John's our boss. Uh, this guy thinks that John Gernado hired so me. So that's who I need to go to for a minute. I mean, he is, is the Don. That's I mean, true. He probably did have a hand in it. Uh, I mean, he's the godfather. I responded. I said John Gernado's best decision he ever made was hiring me. So that one was not very nice from that guy. Uh, earlier today, uh, Joe George wouldn't know what a good O looks like watching the Bears the last 20 years.
2: I mean, it's not wrong, but I didn't say the offense was bad to why I think people
1: would be not super upset about Bobby Slug. I was
2: proven wrong, though.
1: I had a guy named Akil Tunsil talking to me the entire week. Okay. He talked to me as recently as this morning. Uh, Akil Tunsil follows three people on Twitter. Okay. I don't know if I was supposed to say his last name, Akil's last name. Uh, anyways, Akil Tunsil follows three people on Twitter. One of them happens to be the Houston Texans left tackle. Okay. He, uh, he said to me earlier today, he, being the Texans left tackle, literally protects Stroud every snap Dumbass hmm. is one of the best of the world at doing it. Okay. You think killed Tunsil, who follows three people, one of them being the Houston Texans left tackle, might be related to the Houston Texans left tackle? Oh uh, Yes. He's not happy with me. He's not happy with you. He's, He's not, not he happy the one. with me. You should have asked if he was the one who leaked the video. <laughs> Ooh. I am usually I usually don't cross lines on Twitter. I'm usually actually pretty like nice, not mean at all, on the Twitter, because I think it's a bad look. Yeah. But um, that would have been a good one. That would have been a good one. There was people that were in the mentions of that. Whenever the left yeah. tackle, the Houston Texans, went into my comments, and they were actually like pictures of him, like the one that got oh, leaked. with the gas mask? Yeah, the one that yeah. got leaked. They were doing numbers on that, too. Uh, some guy who doesn't like me on Twitter, whenever our PD called the other day, was a lot of people thought he fired me. He actually suspended me, was later overturned. He said that uh, Jeremy got fired. Ha, 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 ha. There was people peeing on my grave. People That's that I tough. got people that I got action. They were they were laughing. That's tough. They were, well, thank you for listening though, because they did it immediately. Yeah, did it immediately.
2: Yeah, so they're there.
1: Yeah, they did it immediately. Does that mean they left? I don't know. Or you think they're still here? I think they're. I hope that they're still here. That's fair. I don't know. But people were peeing on my grave. They that they, they thought I got fired. This guy goes yanked on air. That was a really tough hill to die on. Lol, <laughs> you had a ha 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 and an lol after they thought Branham got fired. Stuff. People were laughing at me. It, it, wasn't fired. It was. I was actually suspended, but it was later overturned. Like, he, ha, ha ha ha! Lol. Peeing on my grave. Can you believe that? I mean, look. I got accused of calling the code red on you multiple times. So I don't know what's worse. Yeah, it's not a great. People think. That did you think mean. I'm a bad person? No, I just think they think radio is a competitive industry. Yeah. And you know, some I mean, Paul is one of those. Paul is one of those people that accused me of that. And Paul didn't know what would happen yet because the decision didn't come out to after his show. Yeah. The overturn of the suspension. Uh, since he's not a man referring to you, go ahead and tell yeah. him. And then he also called you Bubble Boy behind the glass complaining. Surprise, surprise. What was I complaining about? I don't remember. I have no clue. There's a lot uh, of insult. Bubble Boy? Yeah. Not a man? He called you Bubble Boy. Uh, being yanked on live radio. I guess we now know what happens when a killer bee tries to sting someone. That's a good tweet. Our text. I saw that Wait, What do you mean that's a good one? It's creative. They're, they're peeing on my grave, Joe. Well, I mean, yeah. They're peeing on my grave. There was people on the Twitch. Somebody sent this to me. Uh, Jeremy was whack. Bring back the usual suspects. Ouch. Uh, this guy says Jeremy is kind of annoying on the cool. I don't know, even sure what that means. I don't know either. Is that a compliment? Do I need Do I
2: need, like Josh Beard to explain that to me? Is that a young
1: person thing? Yeah, I think it might be a compliment. Yeah, he's kind of annoying, but you're but you're still still likes you. I think so. I think that's what that means. I think that's what that means. Uh, this guy said Branham talks too much. King of Twitch actually said, well, it's radio on that one. That's true. Like, yeah, what do you want your radio host to do, be silent? Uh, <laughs> I've seen that happen before. This guy goes, hope his U of H gig works out. I hope it does, too. These were all on the Twitchers. Yeah, Twitch was interesting. Yeah, they were, they were, they were not nice to me. Uh, I stopped listening at three. Would have listened if I knew he was going to get fired. He's in wheelhouse <laughs> status. <laughs> Unbelievable. How many people were happy I got fired? Uh-oh. J-Bone is only good for outrageous hot takes. J-Bone is an expense, not a revenue generator. That's false. Unbelievable. And thank you for saying that. Uh, I thought Jeremy was pretty annoying. Black man shrug emoji. So hmm. well, at least I can narrow it down, I guess. I saw, I saw this one today. At uh, M.
2: Connor Radio, ask Carlson Radio how it worked out for the last ginger that feud with John Granato. <laughs>
1: That's pretty good. Well,
2: because John emailed all of us the Wi-Fi password.
1: Yeah. Did not email Michael or Josh. Really? Yeah. Doesn't know who they are. <laughs> he don't know that the we don't know who, who is yet. Uh this guy have a confession. This stupid bit from ESPN yesterday which was an actual joke for higher ratings is absolute pathetic BS. Y'all just lost a daily listener. I know y'all say don't care but once listenership slows advertisers will be less willing to pay for the BS bits that y'all just did. I'm signing out for good. Rest in peace the Blitz. Once that show left the whole station did. Y'all suck. Wasn't a bit actually. The Blitz also ended like a decade ago almost it feels like. Yeah. All right. I can't get over people who are peeing on my grave. Sure, you I know, really spent all day arguing with Branham. Bro, you're literally gar- garbage. Oh, this one. We're, we'll end with this one. Dude, if I see you at a Texans game, I'm going to kick your... Jeremy. Oh. Wow. They didn't like that. I wow. called out the Houston Texans left tackle. Oh. Wow. All right. Does it for us. Mean text. Presented by CarWreckTexas.com. I'm going to... I'm going to be really sad on the drive home, all you guys peeing on my grave. All right, does it for us. Thanks so much, Josh Chevy, for uh, producing today's show, doing all the hard work. He's Joe George. I'm Jeremy Branham. Thanks again to Air Team Heating and Cooling for waiting up all night with us. We really appreciate that. Uh, We'll talk to you on Monday, Houston. Good night, everybody.